to the Batmobile. Let's go. Come on, Bob, for old times, huh? Harley Quinn, nice to meet ya. <laughs> Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Comics in Motion podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Comics in Motion TV and movie reviews for shows that are based on comic books. Myself, I'll be reviewing from the perspective of a long-time comic book reader. And I'll be reviewing from the TV and movie perspective. And what we also like to do is we also like to spoil the hell out of everything we review. So if you haven't watched our choice of the week, then we'd advise you to proceed with caution. And remember, with an average podcast comes no responsibility. Now, Chris, I I always mention that line about spoiling things, but uh, I think we're probably safe with this one. So what are we going to review this week? Well, Dave, we are reviewing the 1974 TV series Shazam. Now, I wanted to go back. I've had this one on the list for quite a while, and the guys over at Superheroes for Dummies are going to cover Captain Marvel. Of course, Captain Marvel being the original name for Shazam, created way back when, you know, as uh, by Fawcett Comics. And uh, if you go back to our uh, Shazam movie review, there's, I do a whole background on that. But again, I'm sure the Superheroes for Dummies guys will go into far more detail on the character. And so, yeah, this was a, a TV series that aired in 1974, went through to 76. So it was already kind of owned by uh, National at the time, so the predecessor to D- DC Comics. But uh, what I have to ask, Chris, is have you ever seen this before? <laughs> have I? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never even heard, well, I had heard of Shazam, but I'd never watched any Shazam stuff until we actually went to the cinema to watch the latest movie, which obviously is pretty good. But uh, I've never seen this, Dave, at all. Um, I have no reference point to this other than, yeah. It's a fucking TV show on <laughs> Shazam. So what about yourself? Well, I mean, you can get it now on the DC streaming service, can't you? And uh, I think iTunes are doing it as well. Um, I think I don't think I've ever seen this because I, I don't think it was one of those. It's not like Wonder Woman, which was rerun, you know, lots of times in the UK. So we got to see lots of that, didn't we? Um, and I think I remember the character more at the time from from the cartoon. You know, and again, maybe one day we'll get to to look at that as a as a little treat for us, Chris. <laughs> but yeah, I I thought because I've not seen it, I do kind of want to go back and you know some of the most fun that we have is like when we when we went back to watch the the Spider Man TV pilot from nineteen seventy seven. Some of these things from the seventies just pure gold, and uh, yeah, I thought it'd be interesting to go back uh, and do a bit of Captain Marvel slash. Shazam. Yeah. Well, Dave, just before we get in the trailer, I made notes for this one. Do you want my first line is in my notes, Dave? And I never make notes, you know that, but these last few episodes of of, of various podcasts, I've had to make notes because it just can't believe what I'm watching. So this line reads, this is utterly shit. Now, Dave... (laughs) That is my opening fucking gambit to this series. It's a 24-minute pilot, which obviously was for children's TV. It's very watered down, and 
my fucking God, is this of its time? Holy shit, Dave. <laughs> and it ran for three years, this. My God. Two, two wasn't it? Uh, oh, no, from 1974 to 1976. Yeah, yeah, so inclusive, it'd be three years, wouldn't it? But Yeah. You know, I guess my first impression of it is that... Uh, no, this is, this is going to be a test, because I, I am... Uh, what is it? Am I two or three years older? I think I'm three years older than you, aren't I? And there was a, a campaign in the UK, and some of our American listeners might not be aware of this as well, but there was a series of adverts, and it was set up by the Health Education Council in the UK, uh, all around anti-smoking. And so they had these series of adverts of Superman and this villain called Nicotine. <laughs> you know, so Nick, as yeah, in Nicholas, O-T. and then Oteen, as if he's Irish. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And I just remember those. And you you know, usually these adverts, nicotine's trying to get kids to smoke and stuff. And then Superman comes along and, you know, he, he uh, crushes the the packet of cigarettes. And and I always remember that. You know, it's just do, do you remember any of those? No, never at all, Dave. Oh, I, thought I might have to dig some of those out of YouTube. I'm sure there must be some on YouTube there. I'm pretty sure they don't hold up at all. But, uh, yeah, I must admit, this episode came across to me a little bit like that. It was like a a public health or, you know, a, a something you might watch at school. You know, it's like the, the perils of, of going with the crowd and falling into the wrong crowd and stuff. It, it was, it's been an interesting time capsule, Chris. That's all I'll say before we get into the plot. <laughs> All right, Dave, let's get into this trailer. Chosen from among all others by the immortal elders Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, Mercury, Billy Batson and his mentor travel the highways and byways of the land on a never-ending mission to right wrongs, to develop understanding, and to seek justice for all. In time of dire need, young Billy has been granted the power by the immortals to summon awesome forces at the utterance of a single word. A word which transforms him in a flash into the mightiest of mortal beings, Captain Marvel. Now we meet a young boy, Chuck, who looks suspiciously like Daphne from Scooby-Doo, wearing his dungarees <laughs> there, is being led astray by his friends, and his friends want to get him into stealing cars and going joyriding. Billy gets his advice from the elders that someone may be forced to do something, even though they don't want to, and Achilles says they fear that if they make waves, their friends might reject them. And... <laughs> <laughs> we get the proper old school animation and a, a wonderful voice acting. We get the line from Shakespeare, this above all, to thine own self be true. Now, Chris, what do you make to the opening of this pilot? <laughs> you know what? You fucking stitched me up here, Horrocks, because I tell you now, I did not have a clue this was a fucking TV, kids TV show, like an educational fucking load of shit. So... Yeah, we get these four guys, don't we? And and the the worst actors we've ever seen, as usual, standard seventies fare. They've just walked onto a fucking set and got the job. And 
they're going to rob a car. Well, they're going to borrow a car, aren't they? We get the little, the littlest one who's the ringleader who's got a fucking Kevin Keegan fucking perm going on <laughs> called Mike, whoever he's called. He's there. They go on this drive and he goes, I know where there's a car with keys in it. And it's like, all right, fair enough. I get it. Of its time, people did put the keys, didn't they? Left the front doors open and yeah. all that. So we were like mid 70s. I get that. I can, I can believe that. Not a problem. Car looks great. I love, obviously, the 70s cars. You know how much I love the American muscle cars and that. So quite nice. They steal this car. But I tell you now, Dave, I have a big problem with this because while this is happening, these four guys are, like, ready to sort of do this robbery. And the, and the youngest one, as you say, with the dungarees, he's like, no, 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 we can't do this. This is somebody's car. We then meet Billy Batson and his fucking mentor, Les fucking Tremaine, whatever he's called, who... He's about 80. Nobody understands. No, I don't understand why he's in a fucking Winnebago with fucking Billy. Billy's supposed to be a kid, looks about fucking... I actually looked at his age in real life. He's uh, 24 when he did this, but he's not a kid. He's got a fucking booth on, right, and this red T-shirt. And they've actually got the Shazam logo on the front of the Winnebago. And they're driving round. And I was like... I just kept thinking, are you going, you fucking wanker? What is this you threw threw on me here? And... It's terrible. It's utterly shit. And when these guys reverse the car off the drive, and Les, uh, Les, he's got a great name, Les Tremaine. He's the mentor of Billy. He's like fucking. They're like chasing him. Billy goes, "I just want to have a chat with this guy because he get when they rob the car, he he has about a conscience. The lad with the glass and dungarees, and they're like, um, look, uh, you know, are you okay? Um, are you?" <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. So he's like kicking to the kids. So Billy comes over. Why does he run? Yeah. He's done nothing wrong. Billy's not a police. He's just some random guy in a red shirt. And then we get a full-on Starsky and Hutch fucking chase at full speed around this neighbourhood. I mean, Dave, what an intro. I've, I've got the same thing. I, I've got like, why? Well, firstly, it's all a bit Operation Utree, isn't it? So mentor. He's not um he's not from the comics, so they just made him up for the for the TV. But why have you got this old guy and Billy Batson just cruising around? It's just all a bit very wrong. You know, you wouldn't do that sort of storyline now, would you? But the fact that, you know, old Chuck, you know, because he decided not to go joyriding. The fact that, you know, Billy just goes fucking chasing him and you've got the mentor, like you say, following him Dukes of Hazard style. It's like, I'm not sure why Chuck ran in the first place, but why fucking chase him? You know, it's like, I just want to talk to you. You know, just chase after him. It's like, yeah, fucking Chris, if someone just starts randomly chasing me, my instinct will probably be to run away, even though I've done nothing wrong. I'm just like, why is this fucking chasing me? <laughs> because Billy was adamant. I mean, the way Billy's running, you'd think he'd stolen his wallet. He's fucking legging it after him. He's a, honestly, I mean, Chuck, it reminded me of Stasky and Hutch. Chuck, Chuck is a genuine kid, isn't he? So what what would you say yeah. he is? Like, I don't know, 14 or somewhere? You've got yeah, Billy yeah. Patson, who's, like you say, he's 24, with his fucking 80-year-old mentor chasing after this 14-year-old kid. Run, Chuck. Fucking run. Because there are not good things. They're going to fucking throw you in that Winnebago. You know? And good things will not happen after that. 
Dave, I'll tell you now, right? I'll tell you what, I was fucking... And, and I've got to give Mikey's credit. Mikey's driving the stolen car. He's fucking driving it like he's fucking Burt Reynolds. He's fucking there. He's never driven a car before, but he's steaming it round corners at full speed. It's absolutely farcical. The way you can drive that car is amazing. But the best line of this whole show, and you may have got this written down, so it might be still in your funder, is fucking Les and... um. Billy go looking for um, this. Uh, what's his name? They go looking for this um, kid, Chuck, and they're having a burger. And he, he's there with his mates, and they're like, "We're going to rob another fucking. Uh, we're going to get another car." And they're like, "All oh, right, yeah." And and fucking when he can't catch Chuck, sorry, just before they go for a burger, when he can't catch Chuck, he comes back to. Uh, I don't think his name is Les. You know, I think that's his real name. That's Les. his real and, name. Yeah. So it's the mentor, yeah. isn't it? The old guy. The mentor. Yeah. The mentor. So the mentor. After he's given chase to Chuck and he couldn't get catch him or anything, he comes back to the Winnebago, and the mentor goes, "You've got to go and find him." You're the only positive influence on his life. He's like, you've just, he's just met him and chased him. He probably thinks he's going to get fucking attacked or something by this fucking man, man boy. And he's, how would that even correlate that he's an influence on his life? I was fucking pissing myself. I, I honestly, before we watch this, this this is not a, like the VHS strikes back. This is not a stitch up in, in intentionally. <laughs> I, I all I knew was this was a Shazam TV series from the seventies. I didn't know it was going to be such like a, a an educational, you know, uh, kind of school level thing, you know, which is like say look out for the perils of of getting into the wrong crowd and stuff. But it was just nonsense, wasn't it? And, and again, I, I don't know. Is it so bad? It's good. I'm kind of glad we've gone back to watch it, but it is pretty awful. I mean. I think he he uh, so Billy does catch up with him, doesn't he? And he has the he has the chat with him, uh, but then he he meets up with the the crowd again, you know, the other three kids. And then not only does he not go in with them, he goes out of his way to try and steal the car, steal the car keys. So they're going to steal the car. So before they can do that, Chuck tries to take the keys away so they can't steal it. And it's like, oh, Chuck, what are you doing? Just fucking walk away. <laughs> Let him steal it. There's a difference between like being a, a, a walking away from it and like diving right in there and putting yourself in danger. So they they inadvert inexplicably sort of take the keys off him and then bundle him into the bag. <laughs> You know, yeah. so, so, they, so they don't just want to go joyriding. Now they're kidnapping as well. And you get the, the line I thought you were going to say is where Billy sees what's happening and he, you know, puts his head out the window. He goes, holy moly. You know, it's oh, a my problem. God, I've got it written down. I've got it <laughs> <that> written down. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do the other Robin. Holy, I was say, holy sardines, Batman. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, my God. And, uh, holy hey, stolen Dave. the keys and thrown them in the back, Batman. <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you what, though, Dave, and I, I picked up on the voice straight away when, the, when they've got this cartoon monologue thing playing about the gods are talking down to him and everything. Uh, and I thought, I'm sure I know who that voice is, one of the gods. Did you pick up on who it was, Dave? No. Adam West. Oh, and, uh, really? 
Yeah, honestly. Well, there's three voices. And I knew straight away when he, when he first started talking to like the gods when he was in the Winnebago before they met Chuck and that. And he first went and he had that, that weird sort of like he was possessed. I thought, I'm sure that's Adam West, but I couldn't find it. But on Wikipedia, which I've got in front of me now, it's definitely Adam West. Ah. So, uh, yeah, bit of a DC um, connection there anyway, Dave. Well, it's um, very good, very good. Mm. But I'll tell you what, when, when all of this drama is happening, Chris... I looked at, at the fucking clock and, and I knew, you know, before starting it, I saw this was like 20 minutes. And I thought, well, you're going to have a bit of credits as well. So the, there's nothing to this. We'll blast through this. But we are 15 minutes into a 20-minute episode. And again, you basically have three kids, you know, or, or four kids, including Chuck, joyriding. And that is cause to call Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> so they so 15 minutes into a 20 minute episode we finally get to see captain marvel when he utters the words you know shazam and the boys are like captain marvel <laughs> and then so captain marvel starts chasing after them in the car and they end up in this scrapyard don't they and then they no. they end up hiding in this van dave no you're forgetting one fucking thing which is truly amazing is the flying He's the worst thing I've seen. You can clearly see that he's on a fucking worktop or something on a table, like doing planking, because <laughs> his body is so stiff. At least with Christopher Reeve in Superman, I know he's a different budget, but at least Christopher Reeve was on fucking wires and stuff. You know, it's made him look like he, his body looks a bit more natural. See, I I looked at it in a slightly different way to you, Chris. So obviously this is 74. And I remember when very first episode that we did of, of uh, Comics in Motion. So was Superman 1 in 77. And I remember they were, they were struggling with how do you get to make it look like he's flying. And so it was quite, you know, innovative to actually get Christopher Reeve to fly. So I, I was looking at it like, all oh, right, this is what it looked like before. Yep. Fucking shit that is. But, you know, it goes to show in three years, and obviously there's a completely different budget and whatever, but in three years, going from this, you know, Shazam flying to Christopher Reeve Superman flying, yeah, that, that was pretty cool what they did in that movie. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You're right, you're right. But the, <laughs> this Shazam guy, Dave, as well. He's the worst superhero we've ever seen. It's like fucking Borat's put a fucking Superman suit on <laughs> or Shazam suit. He, he looks nothing like a superhero, does he? I know there wasn't many big like muscle-bound superheroes. Like now, it, you've got to be like Henry Cavill or Hugh Jackman to be a superhero. He is not that. He is just a guy in a fucking suit. But what's weird, though? <laughs> so, so, before, so before we move on, I agree with you. But again, that's that's just of its time, isn't it? It was the 80s, really, when it sort of came through and you started to get these muscle-bound, uh, you know, you got the Arnies, the Stallones, and then people started to, you know, look at them as being your main action heroes. And then over, you know, the 90s, the noughties, certainly now, Everyone gets ripped up, don't they, for um, for their roles. Yeah. But this is just, you know, he, he's probably, you know, your, your manly man. I tell you what, so the, so the actor is uh, Jackson Bostwick. So he played him through the first series and then he got sacked as part of the second series. Um, he, he basically didn't turn up for a day's shooting because apparently, you know, he was at the doctor's because he'd injured himself. He was doing all of his own stunts. 
and so he ended up suing and getting paid for the uh, for the rest of the season for doing nothing. Which I think what we call Chris is uh, doing a brando, <laughs> typically isn't it? You know, getting paid for doing fuck all. But he has been trained in Jeet Kune Do and Wing Chun. Oh, did yeah. Also, he's you know what? Maybe I'll take back what I said then, Dave. Yeah, well, he's a bit handy. I mean, he doesn't by today's standards. He doesn't, you know. He's certainly no, um, you know, no Arnie or whatever. But I, I thought, I thought he's a pretty handsome dude until right at the end when he's looking all stoic and stuff. I thought, fucking hell, it looks like Zac Efron. You know what, though, Dave? You say that, but when he was. Pulling the um, truck down from like the fucking crane that I got it. He looked like he was having a fucking shit. He looked like he had some severe <laughs> diarrhea because his face he was pulling. But he did like an inner monologue. He started talking to the camera, did he, and stuff. And it was like, oh, this is proper kids fucking. I mean, it was part of the kids' super hour in New Zealand and stuff like that. And there's all sorts of TV stuff. It was just purely a TV show. It's brilliant because like, the whole pretense of these four guys, these little, these kids together and Shazam, it's just like there's no real depth to anything. You've just got this weird old bloke fucking Feddy and Billy round. It's just <laughs> nonsense. But but again, it, it just is that time capsule. You will never get anything like this made again because, you know, Captain Marvel, he basically saves them from being crushed, you know, in the, in the scrapyard. And then that's it. Everything's Everything's okay then. And the kids are like... Chuck, it took a lot of guts for you to not go along with us. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then you get, like you say, you get Captain Marvel at the end saying, you know, often takes more courage to do what's right than to go along with the crowd. <laughs> you know what, though, Dave? I, don't, I know you might, have, you might agree with me this, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. I need to watch another episode because it's fucking disgraceful. You know, it really is that bad. I'm intrigued because it's only 20 minutes. I don't mind watching a couple of them again and just to see how bad it is because yeah. fucking it's 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 one of them things that's just wonderfully bad. Yeah. Like it, it's just it's just brilliant. And it's so good. Like like I say, the line about him being the positive influence on his life and all that Billy's done is legged it after this guy across a load of fucking gardens and houses. <laughs> but he's the new he's he's the positive influence. He's not even had a conversation or anything. It's yeah. fucking amazing. That's like proper um you're jumping from fucking one to a hundred straight away in the story there without anything in the middle. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, and, and like I say, ultimately, you know, if I was Chuck, yeah, I'd run for my fucking life and my arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, i'm with you though i think it's you know you know i take some enjoyment out of some of these utterly terrible things and the fact that it is just like 20 minutes that you can just stick on and, and just kind of laugh at and again, I'll definitely send you some of these uh, nicotine Superman things. I mean, you're, you're the, your favourite superhero is Superman. So if you've not seen oh, them, God, I, yeah. I think you... Well, will you enjoy them? Probably not. But um, I'll send them you anyway. <laughs> yes, yeah, just send them me. You know, I fucking love stuff like this. But Dave, what, you know what? I've got to give you credit with this because I didn't want to enjoy it, but fucking did. Because it was we've watched some shit recently on the VHS. And then this is like... This is up there, but it's just got a weird charm yeah. about it. I can't explain it. It's just bit bit like Hawk the Slayer. 
So bad Fuck it's off. good. Not, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. I mean, just to stop being silly for a second. So I, I just thought it was interesting because in those final credits, it comes up. You know that uh, the characters are all based on uh, National Comics Publications Inc., and so because this was made in seventy four, uh, it only became DC in seventy seven. Um, and again, you just I kind of forget dates and stuff and get them mixed up and whatever. It's only when you start looking into it, it's like oh yeah, yeah. But they they National had only bought the rights from Fawcett in seventy two, so I don't know if you remember when when we covered the Shazam movie, so. You know, basically, the uh, National had had a, a lawsuit against Fawcett because it basically said Shazam was just a copy of Superman. So Fawcett ended up, uh, they ended up going bust eventually, but they agreed to stop publishing Captain Marvel as he was at the time. And then that's when you did the old switcheroo. So a couple of different people got uh, the rights to Captain Marvel. So at this time, you know, there was a Captain Marvel. Uh, this was Marvel, you know, the Cree guy in, in the Marvel universe, not. Carol Danvers, yeah. who's Captain Marvel now. And uh, yeah, so I just thought it was interesting. Like, literally, 72, uh, National bought the rights from Fawcett to publish Captain Marvel. And then, literally, a couple of years later, you've got the series. So, you know, it's, if you think how long it takes to put a series, uh, anything on TV and, and movies, it takes a while, doesn't it, to get it all the, all the budgeting approved, you know, or planned out, story written. Uh, that had taken at least five minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, know, you know, I thought that's pretty much been raced through production. So they, whoever in the, whoever the producers were, clearly thought this was a, um, uh, this was a winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only ones. I think we're going to go into our review. I think we should go. Do you love Marvel and DC Comics? Or maybe you just love the blockbuster movies and are thinking of dipping your toe into the comic book world. Whether you're an aficionado or a newcomer, we've got a show that'll give you that insight into the world of the big two. Hi. My name is Max Byrne, and I'd like to let you all know about a brand new show coming very soon to the Comics in Motion Network. Mandatory Marvel and DC is a show that takes a sideways look at the biggest of the big, those essential comic book classics from Marvel and DC. Join me and very special guests every week as we take a walk down memory lane and revisit those iconic graphic novels and story arcs that have crossed over into the mainstream. From Civil War to The Dark Knight Returns, Old Man Logan to Kingdom Come, if it's not huge, it's not going to get in. And if you want to know the difference between a dark phoenix and a red sun, then why not join us very soon and let's all have some fun together. Mandatory Marvel and DC, the show that every comic book fan should be a part of, coming very soon to Comics in Motion. Listeners, this is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First, there was the DC Comics News Podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by 
the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I am the night. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the night. Oh, amazing. Right, Dave, I'll go first on this one. So, yeah, didn't know what to expect. I just thought it was a bit like the, you know, the 18, like the Incredible Hulk, uh, the Spider-Man movie. You know, of its time, 70s fair, what we got was a classic TV show that we probably watched growing up at some American TV shows that you catch every now and again on uh, UK TV. It's utterly garbage. But it's brilliant at the same time. And I thoroughly enjoyed watching it because of how bad it is. Like I said, that line alone, I've quoted it twice, and I'm not going to say it again, but that line alone was worth the entrance fee because it had no context to anything. It was utterly ridiculous. The fact that Billy is just a man-boy is fucking nonsense. <laughs> so he shouldn't even be anywhere near kids. <laughs> and the fuck they're trying to convince us that he's the same age as him. He's fucking clearly not. We've got a fucking good old grandpa there who's got his fucking bag of sweets and a little puppy in the back as well. That's definitely fucking suspect. But it was what it was for. He's the mentor. Great. Just great, Dave. Utterly shit. But I just really enjoyed it. And that's not like me. I usually just go for it. So I'm going to send it to Hell's Kitchen. I'm not sending it to the bottom. It's certainly not going in the middle. It's not that good. But it was just something that I could definitely watch a couple more episodes just to laugh at how bad it is. Um, (laughs) Amazing. What about yourself, Dave? So I think this week, Chris, we probably aren't that far apart. I think, you know, a few minutes in and certainly 15 minutes into the episode, when we haven't yet seen Shazam, and like you say, we've got this mid-twenties Billy Batson chasing around young, younger kids, I'm thinking, oh, God, this is terrible. But certainly, you know, reflecting on it and definitely talking with you about it, it just you just can't help but laugh. It's, it's from 74, and it's got a TV budget, so my expectations weren't high to start off with. But I was just a bit surprised at how more kiddish it was than say you know when even when we had the seventy seven Spider Man or or the Incredible Hulk series, you know in comparison the the Hulk series was quite mature, quite adult, wasn't it? You know, and and for you, you shat your pants pretty much whenever Luther Igno turned up with his green yeah, makeup I on. Did. So yeah, yeah, yeah it, it it took me back a bit at, at how much of a an educate a health educational type thing it was like I say I talked about the Superman and nicotine adverts um it was just like that for me and then of course you get the end wrap up from Captain Marvel don't you and so I think that's probably what we're going to see more of in the series a bit like yourself Chris because it because they are just 20 minute episodes and and there is zero chance I'm going to get my kids to be able to watch this but I, I definitely am going to watch at least a couple more just to get a feel for, uh, uh, you know, are they all the same? Does, does it get any better? You know, or is it exactly the same format? But yeah, this goes into the the camp of so bad it's good and uh, just an interesting little time capsule as well. So I think I'm I'm right in the same spot as you as well. So Hell's Kitchen for me. And uh, I would say if you've got the DC streaming service out there, then definitely just just watch a, a, an episode or two 
probably while you're yeah. making tea or something like that, you know, and, and just, uh, it just is amusing, especially, you know, if you're, if you're in and around our age group, you know, so, so you're kind of 40-ish, you know, your 30s, 40s, 50s, I, I reckon it would, uh, it would be quite interesting and a bit fun. It is, it's great. It's great stuff. I never thought I'd say that, Dave, because about 10 minutes into it, I was like, you bastard, Horrid. But uh, <laughs> as it went on, I've, I just enjoyed it. It was just ridiculous. So, uh, no, great stuff. And if you want to contact us, guys, at Comics in Motion P on Twitter. Uh, if you want to email us, the Comics in Motion podcast at gmail.com. And as always, drop us a review on your podcast catching app if you get a chance. So, Dave, great choice this week. I've got to give you that. I really, really enjoyed it. And I hope some of our listeners like Tony, Claire, um, we've got loads of the Comics Emotion Network people who tune in. Um, brilliant. And I just want to say a big thanks to Claire Payne as well. She's um, supporting the podcast, isn't she, Dave, through Anchor. So um, very similar to Patreon where you can do that. And she's um, going to be picking something for us to review in the next couple of weeks. I've spoke to her and uh, thanked her for her support. Well, we've set the bar pretty low, haven't we? It's got to be better than this. Yeah. <laughs> no, but absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And and she's always very chatty on uh, on Twitter as well. She's got good things to say. She's a writer across it at DC World. And so, yeah, I'm quite looking forward to what, uh, what Claire picks for us there. Yeah, exactly. No, thanks, Claire, as well. We really appreciate all your support. And uh, come on, bring it. Let's see what you've got for us. Uh, well, it can't be any worse than Shazam, as you just said, Dave, so uh, we'll see. Anyway, Dave, I'll see you next time. Bye now. Excuse me, I'm Eric Lynch. James Xavier. Go fuck yourself. What in the ass? Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound. Let's not stand on ceremony here. Mr. Wayne. Would you care to step outside? Come to me, son of Jarrell. Kneel before Zod. Why so serious? What's but a smile on that face? I am Iron Man. I'm Batman. And me? Good. Whoa! Hey!